0: This is Blue 42. We're going to go red, right, tight, close, sprint, left, GU corner, halfback, flat, on to, ready, right!
1: Now here's your hosts, Danny O'Neill and Paul Gallant.
0: Blue 42! Blue 42!
1: Michael Bumpus, preseason game number two is upon us, and hopefully we will actually see the offense in
0: action. Yes, it is upon us. I don't know how much of the offense we will see. We will see a offense, but I'm not (laughs) sure if we'll see too much of the starters.
1: I hope it's a offense that doesn't see Geno Smith die, but that is uh, just me. Please, Geno Smith, if you're uh, back out there after the concussion, look to your left and your right before uh, stepping up under center. But but this is a theory that I heard proposed by a, a sports talk show in another city. With the way that training camp has changed and with the way that the Seahawks seem to be operating this preseason where their starters, at least on the offensive side of things, have all been off on the sideline, do you think teams now maybe view the first month of the season, which is now a 17-game season, sort of like the preseason, maybe similar to the way that we see college football? There's a ramp up the first couple of games where all those Power 5 schools play (laughs) directional five Altoona states. Do you think that now that maybe that's being viewed as the preseason, the first
0: quarter of the year? No, I don't think so. I think that every game in the NFL is important, right? You can't just meld it in against the New York Jets because if you slip up, the Jets will get you. You can't just meld it in against like the Jaguars. If you slip up, the Jets will get you. Asked the Indianapolis Colts last year. With the, with college football, there's such a disparity between the, the great and the average, the have and the have not. So it sounds good in theory. You know, it, it makes sense when you're trying to, when you're taking care of your football players, but in reality, Every week counts in the NFL, so crucial. So, no, I think they got to take it serious. But it's all about the preseason now. I think now the preseason has less value for these starters. But as soon as Week One starts, and you see NFL kickoff on that uh, on the on the gridiron on every field, that first two weeks, it's time to go.
2: Now, for Seattle, this I would consider maybe the second or third year that Pete has dialed back some of the reps for the starters. Russell Wilson didn't play in the preseason opener in 2019 They didn't have preseason games last year Russell didn't play in the preseason opener This year, we'll see if he plays on Saturday against Denver The past two years, Seattle has gotten off to better starts than it usually does It doesn't usually, under Pete Carroll in the 10 years or 11 years now that are under him They don't usually win their first road game They did each of the past two years Coincidence or trend, Michael Bumpus?
0: I think it's a trend. I think Pete Carroll has been able to come up with a travel formula, a mentality that these guys kind of just buy into. When I was with the Hawks, we flew to New York, and it was almost like we all knew it was over. It was something about that trip, something about uh, the feeling. It just didn't feel right. But with these Seahawks, the Pete Carroll Seahawks, as of late, like you mentioned, um, they're confident. And I don't know if it's a message that Pete Carroll is sending to these guys. I don't know if it's the way they're preparing, he's leaving early on some trip, something in the itinerary. I think it's a trend. I think that's who they are. So we should expect these guys to come out and be ready to go week one against the Colts.
2: Question 2. Special teams for sociopaths. Bump, I want you to listen to this quote. It's from Ryan Neal, who's a very fun interview Seattle's backup safety, talking about the kind of mentality that his teammates who are good on special teams exhibit.
0: I'm standing next to Cody Barton, who's off in the head. Nick Bloor is off in the head. Um, <laughs> I mean, every great special teams person is off in the head because, I mean, it's the only part of the game for real, for real, where you have the least amount of assignments and it's, okay, go run and hit the first thing you see moving. So, literally, you have to kind of be jacked up on special teams. I mean, that's just the way it is, you know. It's, you get one shot, you know what I mean, like kickoff punt. You get one shot to even make a tackle. So, it's like – All 11 of those dudes are going nuts. Like It's like, okay, I'm going to be the first one down there. I got to be the first one down there. I got to make the tackle. So you're just going to see a bunch of dudes just hair on fire looking to run through anything. So, yeah, you kind of got to be a little crazy to be on special teams. Is he accurate? That's as real as it gives, Danny. (laughs) You got to (laughs) have some screws loose down there. I mean, just think about it, especially on kickoff, right? Now, you talk about kickoff 10 15 years ago when I was playing, it was even worse. Your assignment is to run down and just blow stuff up. you got to run full speed and collide with another human being. Unless you are catching the football and you are a returner, you're making moves, you got to lay it on the line. Listen to the names that he mentioned out there. Cody Barton. You look in Cody Barton's eyes and you know he's down for whatever. But Lord, do plays fullback, a dying position. You know he's got to go down and bang. If you are going to be a tackler on special teams, you got to have a couple of screws loose. And that's why you see number 30s, 40s, and 50s that dominate <laughs> that side of the ball.
1: That means you had a couple of screws loose then,
0: Mr. Returner. You know, in a way. I wasn't hitting nobody, but I was down there catching a football right in the middle of a stampede.
1: I mean, that I would think involves just a couple of screws being loose there. Especially, I mean, maybe over time you get used to something like that, but I feel like, punt returner, maybe you're not running into a wall or creating a wedge on a kickoff return. Still, though, I mean, you got to catch a ball while there might be people right in your face, somehow make a move, turn up field, and not just that, but also turn it into a special play every time that you get the ball in your hands.
0: You just, you got to want to make a play at all costs. And you got to be okay with getting hit. I guess that's why you see a lot of fly receivers doing these pump returns. One, because we got great hands. And two, because we're good going across the middle. You know, we're all right with contact. So in that sense, yeah, there's, there's, something, there's something going on upstairs, Paul.
2: I did a story once on the hardest jobs in, in in football. Like, what were the toughest things to do? And this was 2005, so they still had wedge, like the blocking wedge. Wedge breaker was one of the was was one of the suggestions. And John Howell, who was a backup safety at the time, uh, who was very good, I asked him, "Is being a wedge breaker hard?" And he said, "Well, define hard." He's like, "Cause it's not complicated." It's like you, you could get a monkey to do that job. The only question is whether he follows through <laughs> on the moment of impact or not. It was like that is a that is a great like it's not a an intellectually challenging task. It's just how little regard do you have for your own body?
0: Exactly. There's no special scheme to it. Is do you have the heart? Do you do you have the uh the <laughs> the intensity to go down and just wreck stuff? Wreck it routes. You got a bunch of record routes on kickoff.
2: <laughs> Wreck it Ralph
1: I Watch that movie I think I got to Question number three well, A little bit ago We asked if Ugo Amadi Is the breakout star of this Seahawks Training camp We know you've liked what you've seen out of Freddie Swain Are there any other players Other than Freddie That have jumped out Over the last couple of weeks As we head into the Seahawks second preseason game
0: yeah, I mean Hugo obviously is big, Freddie Swain has been big. And now I just look at Daryl Taylor, man, I was really impressed with what he did during the, the game last week. During, you know, during camp, he flashed a little bit, but you can't really appreciate his assignments and what he's there to do until you get the pads on. And once I saw him with the pads on, I was like, this young man can play. He can get off the football. He's good in space. I can only imagine what he's going to look like four or five, six weeks from now when he's really comfortable and understands his assignments. So the defensive side of the ball, I feel like has been where a lot of these breakout guys are, even like Ben Burke, and Cody Barton, guys that we're probably not going to see a lot during the, during the regular season, but they've had opportunities to show, look, if given an opportunity, I can be serviceable. But I'm looking at Darrell Taylor, man. I love what he brings to the team. He's fearless, he's young, he's explosive. Um, again, I'm excited to see how he develops over the past three, four weeks.
2: Bump, what are you most looking forward to? What do you, you expect, and I guess to say this, what do you expect to see from the Seahawks offense on Saturday?
0: You know, I expect to see efficiency in the past game. I think now they have some film. Now Shane Waldron has live film to critique and help these guys get better. It's hard when you're critiquing against your own team. You're not going 100%. Guys are letting you live. They're keeping you up. Now you have actual film, film where guys are trying to beat you more guys are trying to win. And now he it allows him to coach differently as well. So I expect his offense to be a bit more efficient. I don't know about throwing the ball down the field and all these, all these explosive plays. We'll see who's available when it comes to personnel. But I think we're going to see an offense that understands what Shane Rodgers wants, and they're at least going to be able to execute a bit better than they did in the first half last week.
1: I'd like him to run the ball a little bit more. I mean, one of the more frustrating elements of that game was just how quick in and out the Seahawks were. I think they what, threw on their first 10 plays or something like that. And with, with, with Geno Smith under center, I, I, I don't really know what you're building towards if you're throwing with Geno Smith. I, I would like to see some of these running backs get looks, and obviously there's a concern about injury. But specifically tomorrow night, I, I hope that we see a lot of Rashad Penny. Because Penny is someone that I I feel like if he's going to be at his best this coming season, he's got to take a couple of those hits, I'd imagine, to feel confident that that knee is still going to be stable underneath him. Otherwise, you could end up seeing him being a little bit tentative when he goes back in there.
0: No, I'm with you, Paul. I would love to see them run the ball more. I think that first game they had an agenda and said, look, we want to really see what this pass game looks like. And, you know, you're right, Rashad Penny is back. He's got to prove himself, and he's got to feel it himself, right? There's nothing like, you know, being tentative and coming off an injury. You need to feel the pass crack again. You need to feel what it's like to be in a football game, fall on the ground, get up. So mentally you tell yourself, I'm okay. I'm healed. I can play this game. But, yeah, I want to see more balance, right? I sound like Pete Carroll now. What's balance? It's not 50-50, but it's just a mix of both run and pass. And we didn't see that until the second half. And It was almost like the first half they committed to the run. Excuse me, the pass. Second half they committed to the run. Now I hope to see a nice mix, and I want to see a rotation at that running back spot. I want to see Penny. I want to see Alex Collins. And I think DJ Dallas um, earned himself some runs as well.
2: DJ Dallas! There it is. Bump, we always appreciate your time. We, we enjoy it. We, we hope you have a fantastic Friday, and we'll look forward to talking to you. You're going to be in on Monday, which should be a blast.
0: I'll be in Monday, guys. Appreciate you. All
2: right. That is Michael Bumpus, uh, Blue 42.